You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Of sins that Absalom committed, that David himself had committed and been forgiven of by God. But don't miss the point. Even though David failed as a father, Absalom is responsible. Despite his father's failure, he's responsible for his own attitude. And let me note, where did this whole bitter snowball start? How did it start? It started when a wrong was done. As Pastor Danny continues his study on how bitterness takes root in our hearts, today he shares the story of Amnon and Absalom, sons of King David. Amnon raped their sister Tamar, which made Absalom furious. Anger and bitterness can take over your heart when wrong is done against someone you love. You'll learn that Absalom actually didn't do anything for a long time, but as bitterness took root in his heart, he eventually killed his own brother in vengeance. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of The Living Word. This one I think, for me, the most difficult to deal with. And that's a wrong done to someone you love. I'm going to turn to it and read a couple of verses. You're welcome to turn to it. Or again, you can just listen. 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13 Here's how the story begins. In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, Absalom, son of David. Now, David had more than one wife. And so you had uh, kids with different mothers and the same father. You have what we would call today a blended family. Amnon became frustrated to the point of illness on account of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Now, Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, son of Shimei, David's brother. Uh, So this is Amnon's cousin. Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He asked Amnon, why do you, the king's son, look so haggard morning after morning? What's bothering you? Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. Well, go to bed and pretend to be ill, Jonadab said. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, I'd like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so that I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. David consents to the request. Tamar prepares the food, brings it to Amnon's chamber. When she gets there, Amnon asks all the servants that serve him as the king's son to leave. Get out of here. Everybody leave me. He's now alone with Tamar. He says to Tamar, bring the food into my bedroom. And as he lies on his bed and she comes to feed him, he reaches and grabs her arm and pulls her and says, come to bed with me, my sister. She resists. She says, you'll become a fool if you do this. Don't do this thing. You'll become a fool and I'll be disgraced. But because he's stronger than her, he pulls her down. He rapes her. Ironically, after he rapes her, it says he hated her more than he loved her. He calls his servant in and says, get this woman out of my room and bolt the door behind her. She can't come back. 
She leaves, she tears her, her ornamented robe that all the virgin uh, daughters of the king wore, and she puts ashes on her head, she's weeping, and she goes to her full-blood brother, Absalom. And Absalom, he's suspicious right away, and he says, did Amnon do this? Is this Amnon? Did Amnon do this? And he invites her to live with him. And if you read the story, verse 21, when King David heard all this, he was furious. And yet, he didn't respond as he should have as a father. That's not the point of the story, but you need to know, as much as he loved God, he failed as a father. Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. Two years go by. He doesn't say one word to Amnon, good or bad. Two years go by. And the whole two years, Absalom is conspiring. It's sheep shearing time again. He goes to his dad, King David. He says, Dad, sheep shearing time, why don't you and all the kids... All, you can, all my brothers and sisters, why don't you come to where I'm shearing sheep and let's have a festive time. David's an older man, and even though Absalom urged him, he says, no, nah, I'm not going to make the trip. He says, well, then, come on, get Amnon to go. Amnon, get him to go. And David urges Amnon, and Amnon goes. And Absalom has said secretly to his men, when we're at the party, and Amnon is high in spirit off of the wine, when I give the signal, you draw your swords and you take him down. He gives the signal, his men do exactly what he said. Word gets back to the king that all of his sons are dead. That's not true. David eventually finds out the truth. Only Amnon is dead. And Absalom is the one who killed him. Absalom goes and flees to Geshur, to the king of Geshur. That's basically his granddad on that relative side. And he's there for three years. And the spirit of David longed to go to Absalom. He was consoled after three years over Amnon's death. But he still doesn't call for his son. To shorten the story, Joab, his general, encourages David to bring Amnon, Absalom back. And he sends word to Absalom. He can come back to Jerusalem, but he can't see my face. That's a pretty serious time out. Two years go by. Absalom doesn't see his dad's face. David won't let him into his presence. Finally, again encouraged by Joab, uh, David lets Absalom come before him, and it says he kisses him. But if you read the story carefully, he kisses him, but he hasn't forgiven him. Of sins that Absalom committed, that David himself had committed and been forgiven of by God. But don't miss the point. Even though David failed as a father, Absalom is responsible. Despite his father's failure, he's responsible for his own attitude. And let me note, where did this whole bitter snowball start? How did it start? It started when a wrong was done. to someone Absalom loved dearly, his sister. Let me give you a little personal footnote. And I'm not saying this because anything's wrong. But you touch my daughter. You touch my daughter. You say, I can take you. You might take me, but I got three sons. And one of them's real good with a shotgun. You say, I can't believe the pastor said that. 
I'm telling you, this is the most difficult one. You mess with my daughter. It's going to be very difficult for me to wait for the law to come and deal with you. I'm going to be calling Hayden. Hayden, get the shotgun. Now, I, I, God willing, that won't happen. That wouldn't happen even if the scenario played out. I'm just telling you, come on, be honest. Dad, listen, your daughter, somebody takes advantage of your daughter. That's a tough one. And here, listen, what did our text say? See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. It affected the whole family, David's family. And even the nation of Israel at the time. That's a tough one. But the Bible has the answer even for that. Let me tell you a fourth one. Envy and jealousy. 1 Samuel chapter 18 says when they're coming back after David killed the Philistine, the ladies began to sing. And it was a song everybody evidently knew, only they added a refrain. Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And it says when he heard that refrain that these women sang, it galled him. It galled him. And it says that from that day on, he kept a jealous eye on David. And that jealousy and that envy turned to bitterness. And that bitterness became deep-rooted and was, became hatred. And he for years sought to take David's life. Interesting, Matthew 27 says that Pilate, the governor, knew when the Jews handed Jesus over to him. It says there that he knew it was out of envy that they handed Jesus over to him. They envied Jesus, his life, his ministry, his popularity. He became more popular than them. Let me give you one more. Issues with God. I'm sure you remember Jonah, don't you? Even if you never read it in the Bible, you know the story. God called him to go to Nineveh. He didn't like that too much. And he didn't go initially. He went as far away from the situation as he could to the, the then known end of the world to Tarshish. God let him be swallowed by a big fish. He spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, spit him up on the shore. He changed his mind. He goes to Nineveh. Now, why doesn't he want to go to Nineveh? Because there is the dwelling place of your archest enemies. The Ninevites were bitter enemies of Israel, had done terrible things over the years to Israel. That's why Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't want to go and preach to them because he knew, he knew there was a chance they might repent and God might forgive them. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, 
and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to The Living Word? This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.